Good day and welcome to you. Here at this podcast, we discuss death, cemeteries, and everything in between. I share my experiences working in a cemetery for over 10 years, as well as my love for cemeteries and headstones. We also sprinkle in topics in pop culture related to movies, Freemasonry, the Illuminati, video games, spirits, and news. Get fitted, lay back, and enjoy your coffin. Welcome to Cemetery Tales Podcast. Yes, yes, welcome. Cemetery Tales Podcast. So today, instead of talking about the uh, zombies that we were talking about originally or the werewolves in our Fear of the Dead series, we're going to go right into, hey, today is October 1st. It's Friday. Man, we're about to have a great month leading us into the 30 days going into Halloween. So I just want to say it's October. So, of course, horror movies are on everyone's mind. There's some horror movies that stand the test of time. That kind of rhyme. I wasn't trying to do that, but you know what I mean? It remains absolutely terrifying. I got a list today that I want to talk about a 10 movies that stood the test of time. We do have one that's relatively new on the list. Like, it's still 10 years old, but still relatively new on the list. But you guys let me know at the end. Um, we have a question and answer segment that we can do now. Hey, so if you feel free or willing, uh, ask me some questions, man. I, I will have answers for you. I have them. I have them. So let's run through this list of 10 movies that still have to test the time in the scary movie genre. So number 10, Silence of the Lambs. Now, the first thing that pops in your head when you think of horror movies is probably some kind of monster or serial killer like Freddy or Jason. But there are good horror movies out there besides the slasher flicks. And I'm a big fan of slasher flicks. I mean, anybody, slasher flicks, anybody that knows, that know me, know that I'm a big fan of the Scream uh, series. I mean, they have four quality movies with one on the way, supposedly next year. I'm a big fan. For me, that might be my number one uh, horror movie series, you know, and then The Conjuring, um, probably number two. And like I said, nothing wrong with Annabelle and the, the trilogy there, but I, I'm really a fan of the Conjuring um, series. So perhaps one of the best examples, again, of horror movies that's not a slasher flick is Silence of the Lambs. So besides having an awesome, chilling performance by my man, Anthony Hopkins, as Hannibal Lecter, the movie is also remembered for its horror due to one of cinema's most shocking scenes. Now, in this horror scene, Clarice, you know Clarice Jodie Foster, she entered a dark basement in search of a serial killer known as Buffalo Bill. The camera cuts between shots of Clarice and the moth on the light bulb when she slowly walks through the basement until finally you see her face. It's in a tense moment that leaves you feeling vulnerable and scared. Moving on, let's go to number nine. Alien, of course it makes sense, right? So Gordon Reaver did her thing in that movie. This horror movie was released shortly before The Shining and also became very popular among horror fans. And Alien members of a crew awaken to find out that their ship has been damaged and they're stranded in space with no idea how to fix the issue. All of this horror is accentuated by one of horror movie's most intense scenes when a creature attaches itself to John Hurt's face. Now, the scene builds slowly as we watch horror drawn on each crew member's face before going pitch black and starting over with the screen. It's a perfect horror scene. Dang, I rhymed again. I wasn't trying to. It just happens that way, right? I'm actually going to do this uh, this series like this on YouTube as well. I figured I'd debut it on the podcast because it always makes sense to bring it here first. 
Uh, number eight, the Blair Witch Project. Uh, some people have opinions about that. I feel like at the time it was phenomenal, but the horror film became famous because it was one of the first found footage horror movies where all the actors were filmed using handheld cameras instead of the professional movie equipment that you see, especially t today. So um, in this scene in particular from the Blair Witch Project, three characters search for a abandoned house deep in the woods that they believe was used as an area for witch trials years earlier. The lack of horror movie music throughout the scene only makes it creepier as the characters walk through the woods with the rustling of the leaves sounding like something was right behind them. I agree, it was quality right there. Now, I'm not a fan of Book of Shadows, but we're not going to talk about that on this episode. The scariest part comes when one character finds an old rundown house in a clearing where she discovers three stones laid out in a circle. Uh, this particular scene keeps you on your toes all the way to the end. At least I feel that way. Moving on to the others. Nicole Kidman right there. I think her, her character name was Grace. Uh, this horror movie was seen by many horror fans as a breath of fresh air. A lot of people did. It being something a little bit different. In the others, people who believe themselves to be haunted are sent to live in a home owned by Nicole Kidman. Like I said, I think her name was Grace. I'm pretty sure her name was Grace in that movie. In this horror movie, uh, she's awakened in the middle of the night by one of her children who tells her that there are two people sitting outside their door staring at them. And uh, it slowly builds. And as we see Nicole open the door and find nobody standing there, but suddenly we see a ghostly presence behind her. And that's right there is a horror scene that keeps you on your toes until the shocking end. Number six, The Grudge, 1004, man. Like I said, we're getting closer and closer to something a little, a little sooner than 2021. But The Grudge, this horror film was an American remake of a Japanese horror movie called Juno. Of course, you all know what that means. It means the grudge, right? Uh, it is a boy who murdered his family returns from the ability to create ghosts that spread death wherever they go. And they had the death crackle. Like, that was, that was dope because, like, that's the real sound. You don't hear that in so many movies. But this is real life right here. That that was a real life thing. Uh, one of horror movies' scariest horror scenes comes during a blackout when Karen, of course, you know, not, not, not the Karen's that's going on today. But Sarah Michelle Gellar character is awoken by her son down the hall. As she gets up to go check on him, we hear the voice saying, it's not my fault. And then suddenly, you see him standing in front of her. So, of course, they play the dramatic music um, throughout the whole scene, which made like the scene even better. It adds to the horror. As you try to get away from what you can tell right away is a ghostly presence. And then it finds yourself face to face with this entity so number five on this list that i have right here is the exorcist great movie that definitely stood the test of time now that movie came out in 1973 now this of course this horror film was based on william blatty's novel the same name and tells the story of a young girl named regan or Reagan, uh, you know, it depends on uh, how you listen to it. It's weird how it's like that, right? Who becomes possessed by a demon. You know how she got possessed. We're going to go into that. At one point in horror movie history, The Exorcist was considered the scariest movie ever. My, my friend Dave, you know, we used to work together. And he always talked about how he could never watch that movie by itself. He's a grown man. He was like 60 years old. He's like, I can't watch this movie by myself. I'm like, The Exorcist? I was like, man, I was a kid. I couldn't watch Chucky by myself, man. I had a My Buddy doll. It was a rap, rap, rap. But anyway, 
a lot of people today still feel like it's one of the best horror films ever made. And I agree. I mean, it is in this, uh, unless I created a top five. But anyway, the horror scene I want to talk about, everybody remembers, you know, the girl laying in the bed, she possessed. Then the priest, Damien, right? It's funny. As his first encounter with her, right? So so we see we see her laying in the bed under possession, and then she turns her head and then starts speaking to him in a voice that was super deep, super demonic. It was different for the time period, of course. I wasn't born yet in 1973. But for everybody I talked to about this movie, it did something to them. With the, the throwing up and everything, everything, it scared a lot of people. Moving on to my man, Alfred Hitchcock, which is um, the movie Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock was the man, you know, I was a big fan. Um, I like everything again in the horror genre. So when it comes to Alfred Hitchcock, I feel like we should do a spotlight on him. Edgar Allan Poe, I feel like we should do a spotlight on these guys, you know, Vincent Price. You know, it's a lot of guys that contributed huge to the, um, to the genre, of course, you know. Um, you know, we have to mention at some point Wes Craven, but you know, we Stephen King. We, you know, we get to these guys as we continue on. These guys are uh, very important. So, moving on, let's talk about Psycho. So, this film, of course, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. You gotta say his name like like a special, right? Because he is he, he that guy. He became famous for his dark tone, his suspenseful, the musical score, and then the shower scene where Norman Bates shoves a knife into Marion. That scene stays with a lot of horror fans all over the world. For this horror movie is one of the most iconic characters. I mean, Norman Bates, of course, everybody knows Norman Bates, right? So um, definitely a big fan of the Psycho movie. They did a remake and um, a man that played Batman, he did a good job. You know, Christian Bale, I'm a fan of his as well. Um, he's also in one of my top top movies right there. Uh, so moving on, number three, here we go. Paranormal Activity. The fourth one, though, the fourth one. I do like the first one, but the fourth one. Now, this horror movie sequel brought back what viewers loved about the very first one, about the franchise as a, as a whole, which is an intense storyline and lots of suspense. And one horror scene from horror movie franchise history, the protagonist, which is Katie, everybody remember her name, Katie wanders through a group of men, um, watches a group of men break into the home where she sees her sister Christy and her husband Hunter sleeping. You know, one man goes over to the bed where her husband is laying before he uses a drill to go right on through his dome, right on through his head, with blood splattering everywhere as the horror music plays in the background. A horror moment that horror fans will never forget. Now, number two. Now, I may be biased when I go with number one and number two. I ain't gonna lie to you. Number two, The Shining. Yes, number two for me is The Shining. It's not, it's not, come on, y'all. Don't judge me for real. It's not bad. It's really not bad. But yes, The Shining. I gotta say it like this, man. The Shining is number two. So, this horror movie film was directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Jack, 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 Jack Nicholson, as it gave us one of the most iconic performances that you can ever see. You know, takes his wife, Wendy, and his son, Danny, to spend time at an empty hotel for the winter called Overlook Hotel. 
Now, while horror movie history was made, when Jack, he go crazy and he tries to take out his whole family. Now, horror fans today still love horror movies, iconic horror scene when Wendy is in the bathroom after just finding out her husband tried to kill their son. Suddenly, she hears the creepy laughter as it becomes louder and louder before Danny appears and says, here's Johnny. Classic, man. Classic. That's the horror music from composer Wendy Carlos plays throughout the scene. It's probably one of the scariest movie scenes probably in history of, of horror movies. I could be wrong. Let me know. Again, question and answers. They will be available for the episode. Um, again, The Shine is considered by many horror fans on many type lists as the best horror movie of all time, the best movie soundtrack of all time, the scariest movie ever. Look, again, I said maybe I'm being biased, but that was number two. So number one, a movie that came out 2011. And maybe because I really enjoyed this movie a lot for a lot of different reasons. Cabin in the Woods. I know. I get it. I get it. I'm probably about to get hammered. But I enjoyed this movie and the fact that you can see behind the veil of these guys in creative situations. It's like, okay, let's bring some zombies in here. Or, hey, let's bring a, a killer merman. A merman? Like, yeah, like, let's bring a, a random pterodactyl with a buzzsaw tail. Or, like, like, werewolf. Let me just bring a random werewolf that has no business being over here. A killer clowns. We got a whole mafia family. Look, Cabin in the Woods, man. It makes a lot of fun of the horror th- genre, but it's also legit Friday moments throughout the film. You know, it did have some moments, man. Um particularly like the last scene of the film. It shows from the perspective of how you create the horror films, man, and how they create these scenarios to scare people. And when that elevator opened up, all the guys knew it's a wrap. They're about to check on out of here, you know? So I feel like if you look at it from the creepy, eerie, scary side of it, I don't know, man. I know that here's Johnny, man. Like I said, I'm very biased because I do feel like The Shining is like number one, but I'm going to have to go with, it's still real to me, damn it. Cabin in the Woods, man. Movie came out in 2011, 10 years ago. Got to give it this love, man. Got to give it this flowers, as we say today. So what are your thoughts on these scary movies? Again, let me know. Email. You can reach me at Facebook, Cemetery Tales Podcast. Instagram, YouTube. We got a couple YouTube videos that we about to upload in the next couple of days. It is October, so it only makes sense. Um, you can find us on Twitter. You know, we do have a Reddit and Pinterest. We haven't really posted anything too much on there yet, um, but those are out there. And then, of course, whatever you listen to your podcast on, it can be Spotify, it can be iTunes, CastBox, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to, I am there. Um, I appreciate you guys. We want to do an episode like this that was a little bit different. I'm still going to do my Fear of the Dead series. That's going to come along. Again, we're going to talk about the next episode be about zombies. That'll be next Friday. But I'm going to do a bonus episode between now and next Friday talking about planning, something about funeral planning. I feel like it's necessary because GoFundMe shouldn't be your insurance plan. 
sometimes we gotta get a little serious, you know, talking about different things in this in this uh, cemetery genre, you know, this niche, as you want to say, because we don't talk about that enough. GoFundMe and Indiegogo and all these different things, it's not always the way to have your funeral um, paid for, man. This is it should be some plea planning involved. We should have uh, wills, you know, different definite things that your family needs and every family doesn't do it i encourage everyone to so insurance a will it just makes sense but hey that's another episode that's the bonus episode but yeah i appreciate you for listening today we kept it nice we kept it short we kept it sweet again cemetery tales podcast i am your host gerard terrell and thank you for checking me out today Catch you on the next one. Next Friday, you will see a brand new episode. We're talking about zombies. We're talking about zombies. Zombies used to be able to walk, crawl. Now they sprinting. Sprinting? Come on, man. I'm not outrunning no zombie, man. I'm sorry. I'm not outrunning the zombie. You got me, man. I'm lying. I'm going to do the best I can. I don't want to get eaten alive and all that extra. I don't want to even turn into a zombie if I even make it. They go look at me and be like, mm, yummy. Like, I don't want to look like that, but, you know, I have to do dressing some dead bodies or something and just walk with these dudes until I get free. Yo, in the boat. Is a boat the safe option for zombies? Maybe we can talk about that. You know, a Ferris wheel and all them other rides that you have at these amusement parks, probably not the option when you watch Zombieland, you know. But, hey, we'll figure it out. But, hey, again, thank you. Peace.